Hi, and happy Friday. I want to share with you an epiphany I had this week due to an experience I had over Rosh Hashanah. So let me just give you some background. Uh, for a long time, I was driving older used cars and of course experiencing lots of car trouble. And so one day I decided that's it. I'm going to go and buy a newer car and that's going to help me avoid lots of uh, Tsaris. And so I got this 2019 Honda Odyssey and it only had about 20,000 miles on it and all is great. I have it maybe for two years or three years, I'm not sure. Anywho, um, the system, the audio system, um, had issues for a very long time, and so I decided to get them fixed. I called Honda, turns out there's a recall, brought it into the dealership. There's a few other recalls, the gas pump and uh, some other things. And so they did all these recalls and they fixed it, and I get the van back, and it's great. The gas mileage goes up a lot, so I'm getting now, I think, almost 100% better on gas, which was crazy. You know, in these times, gas are expensive. It was uh, really nice. Now, after a um, couple of weeks, this, this starter starts to act a little bit funny. It takes a few seconds for the car to start. And then one day, all the lights go on like a Christmas tree. And I'm like, this is really bizarre. You know, it's a new car. I don't think the alternator is going. But after a day, it goes away. So, you know, we ignore it. And a couple of weeks ago, I started driving. All the lights come on again, and the car stalled. It wasn't driving. I couldn't get it to start. I had to just park it on the side of the street. It was up just, a, just up the block for me, so no big deal. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Great, I get a new car, but it doesn't matter if uh, car trouble is coming my way. It's going to come my way anyhow. New, old, it doesn't matter. And I call the dealer, and they say, okay, we'll check it out, but if it's not our fault, then you're going to have to pay for the repairs. It's past its uh, warranty. Um, and so, okay, I bring it in, they check it, and they say, great car it's our fault they fixed whatever needed to be fixed and i got my oil changed on there and they also tell me it needs a rotation and i say sure if you can throw it in there on the house i'll take the rotation and they do that and i say wow this feels like a great big hug um very nice and i get the car back a week and a half later is rosh hashanah we drive up to rochester and to make a long story short over yeah, the, the car gets stolen, gone. And, and here's where things start to take an interesting turn, because on the one hand, I've been spending the last couple of months, or maybe even years, or maybe my whole life, I'm not sure, trying to find my faith, faith in God, and uh, to just take situations with ease as they come. But here I'm sitting, on the one hand, I don't really care. I'm like, I almost like knew the car was going to go. I just had this feeling. And, you know, I'm just like, whatever, whatever. Clearly, we didn't have, we weren't supposed to drive home in this uh, van. For whatever reason, it doesn't matter to me. But I wasn't supposed to drive home, and I'm supposed to drive home in a rental. Because how do I know that? 
because the car is gone. I mean, it's as simple as that. I can't fight with that. That's, that's just the facts on the ground. There's no car. And so I'm not supposed to drive home in this car. And I'm like, I don't really care or whatever. On the other hand, I'm like, is that even normal? Like, you don't care? Like, you know, the car's gone. We had a couple of stuff in it that, you know, were maybe a little, ex uh, not crazy expensive, but, you know, AirPods and a uh, purse and some other stuff that were kind of precious besides for the car itself that I, I liked. Um, I'm like, is this normal, a normal reaction to just, I don't care. But it didn't take long. And the next day I felt like, hey, I really do care. Like, why? I, what's going on here? I'm losing my car's lost. It feels like everything's being just pulled away from me. Like, what's the lesson here to just let go? Like, I let go. Okay, I let go. As I let go, you're taking more from me. Speaking God, like, I surrender, take, do it, I'll roll along, do whatever you need to do. And all of a sudden, things start seemingly taking a worse uh, turn. And I realized I was actually pretty sad about it. And I started to get anxiety of like, what's going to happen now? I'm going to get, uh, okay, fine, insurance will give me money, but I don't know how much money they're going to give me. And then if they, what's this, if it's not enough to buy a new car, I'm buying now a used car. And, and I don't know where am I going to even find one and our price is up, down, you know, all the thoughts that are coming on. And oh, I was getting really anxious about it. And I, um, since, since, yeah, I, um, I know a little bit about this stuff. I knew that if there's anxiety, then clearly there are some trapped emotions and the ego is trying to suppress things and take over. And so it becomes pretty uncomfortable. I'm holding on to something that needs to go. And, um, but I was confused a little bit because here I am trying to just have faith, 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 faith. It's all good. It's all for the best. It's, it's, it's fine. It doesn't matter. And, but on the other hand, I'm feeling pretty sad and I couldn't infuse the two situations. And I realized it's time to be sad. The car is gone. Um, it doesn't feel good. It's bothering me and I'm going to let it bother me to the point of even crying it out. Yeah. Tears. And after that, the emotion was released and the calm returned. I returned. I realized that I was running way off into the future when I didn't have to. It was fear, a lot of fear. Um, and so this is uh, my epiphany. It's two parts. Number one, the simple part. Faith is not a contradiction to emotions and to feelings. On the contrary, because I believe in God, and I know that everything happens for a reason, so when something happens and it demands a certain emotion, I don't shut off that emotion. I, I allow myself to experience it. I'll just use this story, for example. When a car gets stolen from someone or any property gets stolen or taken away, for sure something much greater than that gets taken away from someone, God forbid, it's a loss and it hurts. I can bring up different emotions, perhaps sadness or anger, grief, whatever comes up needs to be felt. That's why this event happened and the cause of that event is an emotion. Emotions don't just come out of nowhere. I'm not just sad because today I woke up sad. There's always going to be a cause and then there's going to be an effect. The effect of, an, of 
certain causes are emotions. So if there's loss, that is the cause. The effect are going to be emotions, which can be sadness. If something good happens, usually the effect of that is a happy emotion, or what we might call good emotions, without the label good or bad. They're just emotions, right? So like when the car dealer told me, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you that free rotation, I was like, wow, this feels like a hug. I'm happy. And I allow myself to be happy. When the car gets taken away, I said, this is a huge hug. But I wasn't allowing myself to feel sad. I'm like, oh, let me just be more, like I should be more happy. No, it's also a hug. It's all from God and it's all great. But the effects of a car being stolen are different than the effects of a free tire rotation. One brings up feelings that feel happy. One brings up feelings that feel sad. They all need to be felt and released. I don't hold on to the happiness for the rest of my life. I got a tire rotation. Oh, like No, I felt great in the moment. Great. Does my body well. And it's released. The same thing with the sadness. But I was suppressing that sadness with the argument of like, oh, I'm having faith. This is faith. I don't have to be sad because God's going to help me. And it's all great. And by doing that, I suppressed my sad emotion, which led to the ego taking over and protecting and finding all these reasoning, eventually leading to anxiety of what's going to be in the future. Um, and even a little bit of like, what would have happened if I would have locked the doors or if the key wasn't in the car, <laughs> you know, and like trying to like play it out, but the car had to go. So what am I, there's no need to like rationalize it. There's also no need to run off into the future of like, what am I going to do now? And because right now I actually have a car, I have a rental. And when, if I get a payout for the car, I don't know, I need to go buy a new one or whatever will have to happen will happen. But right now I'm actually just feeling sad about it. And I need to release that emotion. I need to go and feel sad, maybe cry, whatever it is and release it. And at the same time, I can hold on. I have faith, like, this had to happen, and I have to feel sad. It's not a contradiction. This is exactly, actually, what it's maybe teaching me. Like, hey, when something gets lost, feel sad. That doesn't mean you don't believe in God. In, um, in, in uh, Laskil Chabina and Tanya, when it says over there about someone that um, is suffering, from what Hashem is doing to him is like the worst thing. And then somebody will say that's speaking only to a tzaddik or whatever. We're talking there about suffering. Suffering is different than feeling pain. If you lose something, it is appropriate to feel pain. If you get hit over the head with a baseball bat and say, oh, I have faith, you're in, you're, you're in, you're delusional. Like you're, I mean, you can have faith, but your head hurts. So feel the pain. If you lose something, you feel pain. Suffering is completely different. That means I start to go into ego mode and to try to take control of the situation so I don't feel my pain. Like, oh, if I would have uh, locked the doors or what's going to be in the future with the new car and when's it going to come? That's called suffering because now I am not feeling the emotions that I need to feel and I am not surrendering to the experience and saying, hey, I'm still in good hands. I'm actually trying to take control of the situation. That leads to a lot of suffering. And that is what the Alderb is talking about, that that is like the worst thing ever, which is true because it's just pain. It's not painful anymore. It's suffering now. 
a lot of suffering. You can't change the past. Why are you even going there? You can't control the future. Why are you going there? The only reason you're going there is because you actually are not believing in a power higher. You are trying to take control of the situation. And that leads to a lot of suffering. But feeling the pain, not a problem. Car gets stolen, feel pain. Person loses a loved one. Yes, it's time to feel the pain. But I'm not running off into the, to the fear of what's going to be in the future. That comes from the ego. That is not godly. And so they're not a contradiction. And here's where the real epiphany came in. I realized that faith is also a tool, like all the other tools we use to find God and to find our equilibrium and peace and remain within our present experience. Faith is one of them. But when faith becomes the ultimate thing, like, oh, I, I shouldn't feel sad because I have faith, then I'm having faith in faith. It's not even about God anymore. It's just about more control. For the same reason that um, you hear often people say, I don't have to go people, even myself, it's when we start exploring, like, okay, what does it mean to just have faith in God and surrender? The first thing that comes to mind is that, oh, if I want to get um, what I want, and I want to be happy, and I want to be peaceful, I need to have faith, and faith works. You know, people say, like, betachem, it's the only thing that works. Works for what? So that first stage of, like, oh, it's so I can get what I want, that's why I have betachem, and if I'm not getting what I want through it, I start to say, oh, it doesn't really work. Um, my mother-in-law's yurt site is coming up on Yom Kippur. And by the Shleshim, my father-in-law said that maybe two weeks before she passed, she looked at him and said, what are we going to tell all the people that at Davin and said to Hillam? What are we going to tell them? And my father-in-law said that he looked at her and said, we'll tell them that it worked. How beautiful. How profound. Like, what do you mean, did it work or not work? We don't have, we, we don't know what's best. We don't know the plan of, of, of the future. We only know the now. And so if I put my faith in God, everything's working all the time. What do you mean it didn't work? What didn't work? That your ego didn't get what it wanted? Then you put your actual belief in your faith. You didn't put it in God. And you thought that if I have faith, this is the tool that's going to deliver to me all my wants and desires. Bam, and here you go, you're faced again with just more ego and more suffering, and it didn't work. Um, and so I realized that I turned faith into its own God. It wasn't God anymore, it wasn't godly. It was like, okay, how do I get what I want? I'm going to have faith. So how can I feel good if my car gets stolen? I'll just have faith, as opposed to faith. And God means if my car gets stolen, and this has an effect of sadness on me, or loss, or grief, then let me just feel that. Go and feel it. It's the best for me right now. And I'm still, it's not a, it's, I'm, I'm not taking c control. I'm actually surrendering and I feel sad. I go and feel sad. Um, it, I'm not attaching any label to it that sadness is now bad or grief is bad and then God should be uh, protecting me. Like, no, like this is what is happening. And so I'm going to go and feel that and it's released. And, and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, so, so what now? Like, so I don't have that car. So I'm, it's, it's teaching me. What am I learning from this is that I have things that are mine for a certain amount of time and then sometimes it's time to move on. It's time to move on. They get taken away. And so what happens when it gets taken away? I cry because it's sad. I wanted it and now it's gone. So let me be sad and release. 
And then what happens? I'm like, okay, that had to go. What needs to go, go. What needs to come, will come. And I'm not trying to control the situation anymore. With my own logic and my own like, oh, this, let me just have faith and then I can control my emotions and they don't, they don't have to come up and I don't have to... No. No. I sit back and what has to happen, happens. If there is a reason to be sad, I will be sad. And I still... I'm leaning totally in to God, not into my faith. And so it was just, uh, I was like, wow, you can really get sideways by labeling things as, oh, it's faith, it's faith, it's faith. And it becomes more about that faith is your new God versus God is the one running the show. And when he's in control, what has to happen, happens. And I allow it to happen. I don't get in the way. I don't stop my emotions from teaching me things and I don't stop myself from feeling because I have faith. Faith means that if I need to feel, I will just feel. And it gets released and I find myself again in the present moment where, okay, the car was taken. I went through the, uh, the grief of it and let's see what's coming next. And I'm not deciding what should come next. Also those stories of, oh, now you get the payout and it's all for like, I don't have to decide how the best plays out either. It's always for the best, however it's going to play out. And that was just truly inspirational for me, and so I share it with you, and I hope you can learn from that. And I would have loved to have this um, podcast and conversation with someone. So if you want to talk and have a conversation, please reach out. Um, But for now, I think that was all. Yeah, so I'm checking out. Good luck with everything. Thanks for listening.